Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi guys. Belated, welcome back to the drop-in. Back safely from Qatar. Today we've got a special episode from someone I really, really wanted to talk to this season and particularly just at this point in the season. Almost two years ago to the day, on New Year's Eve 2020, Omar El Abdullahi had a night that would change his life forever. He was a matter of months into his new life at Galatasaray, where a good run in the starting 11 had only been interrupted by a bit of coronavirus. That night though, as he was setting off some fireworks for his friends and family, including his three kids, Omar tried to light a firework. It went off and exploded in his face. By the time he'd reached hospital in Istanbul, hours later, journalists and teammates were already waiting. Somebody who'd been supposed to help him on his journey over had instead shared a picture of his burned face on social media. Omar El Abdullahi was clinically blind. The gunpowder and metal had penetrated his skin and his eyeballs. He went to America to be treated by a world-renowned eye surgeon Dr. Edward Holland, who often treats bomb victims. He gave Omar a five to 10% chance of getting his eyesight back. But 13 months and 11 surgeries later, he returned to play for Galatasaray in February. I caught up with Omar down the line to ask him about his time in England, starting out at Man City's academy, and then later playing at Hull during that infamous 2016-17 season in the Premier League, as well as being captain of Olympiacos, and most importantly, to ask him all about one of the most remarkable comebacks in football. Romao fevi dexia el Abdelawi, y esto es una muy buena pasa, o el Abdelawi tiene ευκαιρία, 1-1 Olympiacos, en el 31. 
Μοιάζει ο πιο απειλητικό παίκτη του Ολυμπιακού στο γήπεδο και είναι ο Λαμπελαβή. Dr. Edward Holland, the world-renowned eye surgeon who treated you, said you were the most motivated patient he had ever seen. Where do you think that attitude comes from in you? I think it comes from many places, to be honest. I mean, um, I've always, I've always been a, a hard-working guy. Like in in terms of when, when you look at my f- football and how how I've been during my career and. Uh, what's made me become the player uh, I am, and uh, what's made me have the career I've had. Uh, I think, I think, um, uh, bottom line, I've always had like this, this dedication and 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 discipline to to always give hundred uh, percent. So of course, when uh, when when I'm used to doing that for my for my work, for my career, for my passion, it's it's only it's only. Um, Common sense, or it's obvious that I would do that when it comes to my health. I mean, like, what if 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 there is like in my mind, like if, if there is like any small percentage I could do to to make things go the right way, I was absolutely going to do that and take that no matter what. Uh, so so yeah, of course it it's it's uh, uh, it's it's yeah. I uh, it feels great to hear Dr. Holland say that, of course, and it makes me really happy because yeah, he's such a he's such a special and uh, unbelievable man. Uh, Yeah, he means so much to me, like anyone can 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 imagine. Uh, so, so yeah, I th- I, th- I think it comes from um, from uh, the way I've been raised and the way I've been uh, all my life, really. So you approached getting back from your injury kind of in the same way as you would approach some training or trying to get better. Well, not not well, not not in the same same way, but what I mean with that is like that. Uh, Uh, I've always tried to up, up, like to, to to do everything in my power in order to become a better player, in order to always be prepared for the next training, for the next game, and so on. So of course, when when it was down to my health and it was such a serious uh, matter, and yeah, uh, uh, things were looking difficult, uh, I had I had the mentality that okay, absolutely everything the doctor. Uh, Dr. Edward Holland would tell me I would do to the point, and of course, if I could do something more, I would definitely do it, uh, even if it wasn't any guarantee that things would help uh, by me doing that. But if there was, that's, if 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 it wasn't anything that could harm anything, I'd possibly do something better. I would I was doing that at at all at all times. So you are a model patient, basically, is what we're hearing. Um... Well, <laughs> well, that's 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 up to the doctor to say. But I was trying to do everything in my power to get to get my health back. Yeah, and it is now, of course, two year, almost exactly two years since this terrible accident that happened to you. Can you try and cast your mind back for us to that moment? Uh, yes, I, m- I remember. I remember we had me and me, my wife, and I have uh, three kids. We had just moved to to Turkey because uh, we were living in Greece. Uh, and during that during that time, it was um, uh, the COVID, so it was a total lockdown. So basically, my wife and kids were literally just home all the time, and I was just going to training and back home. So when uh, when it, when it was New Year's Eve, we thought, okay, we'll do something different for the kids. So just to have some fireworks, and yeah. Just to have a pleasant time for them. Um, uh, so yeah, I remember we went to the garden, and uh, I also had a friend over from Norway visiting. Um, and um, yeah, we lit the first one and uh, second one, and we're having a good time. And then uh, my uh, 
my uh, boy, he, he got a little bit scared, so he wanted to go inside because he didn't like the sound. So I said, okay, you guys go inside, go to the second floor, and then I will just let this last one, and then I will come in, and then we'll put the, the kids to bed. So um, so they go inside, and I see them, they're up in uh, open waving. So I was like, okay, this is going to be the last one before I go inside. And uh, as soon as I... Uh, as soon as the lighter hit the fuse, everything just exploded. So like, you know, it wasn't any time for the fuse to actually go or anything. So as soon as the lighter hit the fuse, I just felt like a big uh, bang in my face, like a big like knock. And then my uh, my right eye was like immediately totally black. And then within within a few seconds, within a few seconds, my left one also was all black. So. I was like literally just a few seconds after the the uh, the firework exploded in my face. Everything was totally dark for me, so I couldn't I, I couldn't see anything. So I was screaming to my friend, saying like I was saying I can't see, and I think he thought at the time I was joking first, but as I was continuing saying it, then he came running to me, and then uh. Like our garden is just is is like the, the pool was not far away, so it was good. He came he came close because I was like he was telling me I was kind of walking towards the pool, uh, so it would be uh, it would be even more difficult if I suddenly fell fell in 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 the pool. Uh, but yeah, he came and then then I could hear my wife scream because uh, she was upstairs. She was screaming and her scream was getting louder and louder as she was running down. And then she came to the, the came close, and she was like, I remember she was just like touching my body because my my jacket had taken fire, so she thought something had happened. Like she thought like uh, to check my chest, my everything, because she thought yeah something went through. Uh, after she doing that, everything was fine, and then they were taking me to the light, like um, where they could see me more probably. And this is them explaining to me later that when they were when we came to the light, they, they couldn't see my eyes. <gasps> So like they didn't know if the eyes was were there or not because of all the gunpowder and everything. Were your kids there at this point? That must have been terrifying for them. No, they were. Yeah, they were upstairs inside, and she, so it was good. They were out uh, inside at the time. Uh, but I remember my wife was screaming and yeah, like going, going, crying, and uh, and I remember I was just like, just everything's fine. Just go inside. Just just look after the kids. I remember I was t- telling them that just look after the kids. I'll be fine. Uh, you know, as, as as soon as it happened, I didn't think like, I was blind because I just thought, okay, something happened. Maybe I got something in my eyes, uh, or, or yeah. But as soon as the the more time that passed by, the more scared I got, and uh, and I was thinking like, oh, what's going on? And then uh, laying down in the ambulance on the way to the to the hospital, I remember my face burning like it felt like it was burning off. So everything like. It was like this huge pain of like of my skin just like falling off, and I remember saying that to my friend because he's he's from Norway, but he he has parents from Turkey, so he speaks Turkish. So he spoke to the person. There was a lady that was there in the ambulance that was um, uh, I don't want to be too rude, but she was supposed to help us and yeah, help me. <laughs> but I don't know if you I don't know if uh, you heard the story about. She taking a picture of me laying down there, so she had taken a picture of me and my face and sent it to, to someone. So basically, my picture of me laying down with like my yeah face all with gunpowder and blood and everything, 
came out all over Europe before even I reached the hospital. So that that obviously didn't make anything easier as uh, as all journalists and cameras and everything was already at the hospital. My face was all over Europe and like, even like for my friends and family back home uh, here in Norway, suddenly just seeing a picture of me like like that and you know so it was it was um uh, it was a shock to, to to everyone and especially for me like once when such a thing happened it's already difficult as it is so having too much like camera and all these people like you want something like this happen you just want to take control of the situation and like to be calm and in peace if that makes sense and it's interesting of course because your first experience with the the injury was this terrible thing with the medical professional who who sent the photo to the media and, and caused a lot of distress. But then further down the line, um, you then subsequently went to America to meet Dr. Holland, who we've mentioned already. And he, it seems to me, has been a very inspirational character in in your life, not just because he managed to find a way to bring back your sight. Um, the first step seems to have been something called an ocular surface stem cell transplant. And that needed a family member or ideally it needed the kind of tissue from a family member right that would match yours which meant your sister had to undergo an operation herself that must have taken a lot of thinking about must it for that for her to go through that we, we tested we tested all all my family members to see if someone was a good match um my brother was 25% match. My other sister was like 30%. My father, I think, was 25 And then luckily for me, uh, one of my sisters, I have two sisters and a brother, she was 100% match. So I remember that was like such amazing news. So it might have been that nobody had a perfect match. It was just yes, luck. Yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, of course. And and if, 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 uh, if you don't have a really good match, uh, then you would normally use a donor. Uh, you would use donor cells instead of yeah, taking from any family members. But in 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 my case, um, with my sister being a hundred percent match, was a big factor for me being able to 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 regain my vision back and and uh, and for things to go the way they did. Um, and and yeah, uh, you asked if there was a lot of thinking before making. This is like that. I, I like. I, I guess I have really good, nice something because she did not hesitate at all. And in fact, my brother almost got angry that he wasn't the one that was hundred percent match. Yeah, really. And I remember this was like even a small talk, and I was like, "Are you crazy? At least we have hundred percent match." Because he was the one that was with me. He came straight down as soon as it happened, and he was with me all the time to America and by my side. So he really wanted to be hundred percent match to give me his cells. So I remember this was like, so of course, uh, even my other sister, I wasn't, she was like, oh, fuck, I wish it was me. So actually it's, it was, it wasn't any, it wasn't any hard decision. I felt from, from, from my family or from my sisters, cause she was, she was so glad to be able to, to help me. Uh, so of course that was a, that was a really, uh, special and, and special moment in, in, I think in both our lives, of course, uh, cause I remember before the procedure she was sitting like in front of me in her bed i was in a bed here in at the hospital and then they, they would have to take her in first and take stem cells for, out of her eye and make them ready and then she then i would go in and then so it was it was special and did you did dr holland say at what point did he say okay i think we can bring your eyesight back or did he not want to get your hopes up too much 
no, he's he's always been really honest and um, he's always been really honest and and direct with me. But at the same time, he really understood me quite early on, what kind of person I am and what. Without lying to me, I think he, he always he understood, he understood what I needed to hear, and he under, also understood what I needed to do at all times. And and to give you an example of that, because uh, some some procedures were quite hard uh, on me, so I had to really relax, and that meant I couldn't train, and I became so moody and so sad and depressed and everything when I wasn't able to move. And he understood that quite early on. So like he always made sure I was training, and he always made sure like I was. Uh, doing what kept me happy because he always because I remember he said quite early when I met him he's like uh, there is no there is no evidence of this but I have this experience with patience with with a with a really positive attitude with like you know coming in with a with a you know open mind positive mind get better results than people that don't so he gave me that quite early on. So I'll, and of course I, I tried and I've I, I believe I've been as positive as possible really since the beginning. But I remember those words really s- s- stuck with me, and I tried to 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 always have that back of my mind. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I remember as soon as the accident happened uh, and I was basically still blind, I remember saying to the club doctor in Turkey, I was like, oh, can you tell the fitness coach to give me <laughs> to give me some program? And I think he thought maybe this guy is confused or, you know, from the bang or from the shock or whatever. And then a few days later, I told him again. And then he was like, oh, and then, then my agent and brother was like, oh, my, please stop asking that. Like, don't ask that. Like, just focus on getting... And I remember, actually, this is, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to be wrong, but I think this is like day seven, eight, nine, I don't know, like really early on and I'm basically blind and my face is, is gone and everything is, yeah. I remember I really got annoyed, so I was like, oh, okay. So I remember waiting for, 
for both my brother and because they stayed with me at the hospital. I was waiting for them to leave the room because I couldn't see, so, but I was I could hear. And then when nobody was there, I remember I used to train to do some exercise in the hospital bed, like after <laughs> doing some push-ups and sit-ups. And uh, a funny story is that once they came in and they saw me, and I think obviously I don't know their reaction, but because I couldn't see their faces, but and they were like, "What are you doing?" and I, be, I I ended up managing training with me in the hospital, so they were they started doing exercises with me. So that's that's funny. That's that's really funny. We talk, we laugh about that later on. So you convinced that you convinced them that this was the right thing to do, and yes. you were just this is what you needed, right? So yeah. but I, what I'm not get what I'm not clear on is at this point, do you think you're going to be able to see again, or do you think I'm just making the best of this, and I don't know what's happening? At this point, at this point. My my right eye was obviously totally black, but uh, I I tried to build on the small victories, and I remember uh, quite early on I managed to get some kind of light on my left eye. So because when they had cleared the gunpowder and tried to to yeah clean most of it out, I managed to get some light, and then this light obviously gave me some big hope, of course, that okay th- things can can improve. And then as days went by, uh, my left eye was getting better and better. As uh, as the inflammation and all the swelling was was uh, was getting better, but with this getting better, then I was just telling myself, okay, you you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be fine and you're gonna play again. You're just gonna you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna play. Wow. But bear in mind that of course I nobody else believed that, did they? No, I, I don't I, think. I, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think many believe. Like of course people will afterwards say, no, of course I believe that, but I don't think. I don't think many people really, especially those that was there looking at me, believe that. For, never mind playing football again, but you know, having even a normal life or whatever, they were of course optimistic and they were praying for it. But I don't think anyone else were believing what I, I was believing in my mind. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. Yeah. That's incredible. How did it feel? Okay, so then... But I, mean, I also have to say, I have to say, yeah. people don't think that, oh, this guy is so strong and oh, he believed he was supposed to... No, because it was moments, you know, it was times that was so bad, you know, I was so upset and I was so depressed and cold or whatever. And uh, what I managed to do quite early on was that I, 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 I understood that these moments, these days, these periods, this feeling would come. So I, I accept the fact that they would come, but I always said, okay, they, I'm going to allow them to visit me. Like they will, they're going to visit me, but they will never going to live with me. Does that makes sense. They're not going to stay with me. So of course, when those periods come, I try to do anything possible really to just find something positive and just get them out of my mind just in order to, you know, keep going, to, to, to keep pushing. Did you get, this sounds like uh, mindfulness and CBT. This Is this something that you were given instruction in on their mental health side when you're in the hospital is this something you just thought of before no not really like of course i i you know i believe i do believe everything comes from god i do believe we do get tested in different ways uh so of course i really told myself this is like as horrible as tough as yeah uh it may seem for me right now this is like my test and this is like uh, what I have to go through and uh, I do believe that God does not test give a test to someone that you can't bear uh, so so for me receiving like for this happening to me means I do have the strength to go to go through this 
so that was more my yeah that was my mindset really and how did it feel when you ran out onto the pitch for the first time when you were back out there and you were free to play football once more and you could see out of both of your eyes I was of course very nervous because it was like getting my debut again it was like playing professional football for the first time it was like you know I was like you know so so excited but at the same time I remember all my surgeries all those t- tough moments tough days all those nights just was just going through my mind and like I was just thinking about absolutely everything that had you know passed those last uh, those previous 12 13 months you know I of course I, I'm, I'm I'm so I'm so happy and proud of the career I've had but I've never really I'm not the guy that goes around and being proud of myself or you know saying oh you're, you're doing great like of course I acknowledge the good things I do but that was a moment where I was like oh you should be really proud Mertan Stefan Arnold Van Arnold, Kerem önünde, Kerem aldı, ceza sahası, Kerem çevirdi yerden, Gomis! Golcü yine iş başında, golcü yine iş başında, Süper Lig'den sonra kupada da Galatasaray'ın değerli gollerini... Galatasaray... Can you tell our listeners what's, uh, what, what shirt you're wearing while you're doing this uh, interview? <laughs> well, actually now, because I we I've just... I'm back home in Norway, so I've just gone through my some old stuff and everything. And here you see one of my old Man City shirts, uh, tra- training shirts. Actually, it was funny. I found some old stuff, and then, as you can see, it's uh, when I was actually in Man City myself for uh, yeah, some this it's some years ago. But yeah, I I must have gotten some some big ones at the time just to to keep, and this one still fits. <laughs> it so, certainly yeah. does because yeah. you moved of course when you moved so that was the start of your career you were there at Manchester City age 16 and oh my goodness me what was it like to be at that club when there were these massive it was just in the transition there were these massive names you know Vincent Company, of course Carlos Tevez Yaya Toure how, how did that feel at that early stage in your career to be around players like that no it was it was it was it was big of course I mean I remember I was actually 15 just before I turned 16 when I moved to Man City so um, uh, so yeah starting first at the academy there and going up the, the, the ranks and then being being uh, in and around the first team was 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 uh, yeah it was, was big and then as you say it was the time of, of uh, when the club was really changing it was new owners and a lot of things were happening and many big big names were coming in so for a young player, uh, as I was at the time, to be able to train and 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 be around those elite elite players, you know, uh, was such a big experience and something that really gave a a form and, or or a great start for me to, to 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 look at the best and then go on to go and and. and take my own way to 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 reach uh, to reach the top myself and speaking of pressure i think you know a fair bit about it right because in in galatasaray and in olympiakos you've played at two clubs in europe with the most invested fan bases imaginable what what is the relationship like perhaps especially at olympiakos because you were of course camp- captain what does that feel like no i i i just start with saying i love it because it's it's you know this you have to, you know, in Olympiacos, I uh, had uh, some um, unbelievable, amazing years there. And uh, you're basically, you're simply supposed to win the league and the cup and you're supposed to do well in Champions League. You have to, get, you're supposed to qualify and you have to, you know, show a good image. 
so of course uh, with with that being said and then having so many passionate uh, crazy in a good way good crazy fans <laughs> you know that really dies for the team you know that really you know wh- where the club is above everything uh, you do feel a pressure that yeah, you have to perform you have to win you have to you know you have to show that you, you deserve to be there and when you didn't what was that like can you leave your house or no <laughs> sure you should not <laughs> no I mean yeah <laughs> It, of course, when 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 things didn't go as as well, you would feel it from from the club and from the fans. Of course, fans would come to the training ground and you know, obviously put pressure, and you would feel it. And especially after games and so on, it it's yeah, uh, you you do you do hear it when when you don't perform as expected or when the team doesn't do as they should do. Uh, then. Um, Then as a player, you really do feel it. Camara, βλέπει ωραία την κίνηση του Ολυμπιακού. Γκολ! Ένα μηδέν Ολυμπιακό στο 33. Η έμπνευση του Καμαρά να παίξει τον Σέντερφορ Ελαμπελαουί βγήκε στο απόλυτο. Ασίστα από τον Καμαρά, γκολ από τον Ελαμπελαουί. Και κάπω έτσι ο Ολυμπιακό ξεκλειδώνει την άμυνα του Πασ. And you had a different kind of pressure in 2017 when you arrived at Hull, right? Back in England again. Um, what Can you give us some sense of what was going on at Hull at that time? Because it seemed like total, um, some chaos from the outside. And Marco Silva, of course, who was the boss for a period of that time, has gone on to, he's doing incredibly with, with Fulham at the moment in, in the league. What, what was that like? I mean, for, in in my case, of course, it was it was really nice and 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 great to to be able to go and play in the Premier League. But I remember I had just been injured for seven eight months. I had I had a fracture in my ankle, so I had basically not trained football yet. So of course, it wasn't optimal the timing of me getting the chance over there. But I remember I had, I was I was really good under Marcus Silva. I really know him. I know him really well. And he's uh, definitely one of the best coaches I've had. Uh, he's. I've always said this to people asking me when do they when they ask me about coaches, and his name always comes up because yeah, he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's really, he's really good, and he, he, he knows, he knows what he's doing. So I'm no, it's, it's no surprise for me to see him do well. Uh, but yeah, like you say, it was, uh, it was after the first half of the season. Uh, the team uh, hadn't been doing so well and lost many games, so obviously weren't at the bottom. Uh, so of course, when you go into a team, in my case, I hadn't really trained, hadn't really played any games. Um, it's always going to be tough, and the same at the same time also with the, with a team that's lost a lot many games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you played, of course, with um, speaking about two British players, um, Harry Maguire and Andy Robertson. Did you speak? Speaking about, in fact, in the context of what we've been talking about with players getting a lot of stick from um, or getting passionate fans, let's say, you know, Harry Maguire has had a lot of stick from England fans and, and Manchester United fans of the last a few years. What, what do you make of that? First of all, it's not fair at all. But of course, I know uh, it's, it's part of the game and, you know, fans and people are allowed to have their opinion. But I think it's just become a thing, you know, where it's just a thing now. But I mean, Harry Maguire, it's unbelievable a good player it's you know it's he's, he's, he's not there by by coincidence uh, and and uh, like I always say a player with confidence without confidence is is two, two to- totally different players I mean you're 
if you see what he did at Hull and if you see what he did at Leicester, uh, you know, it's a reason why Man United went and, and, and bought him. I hope people look and, and actually look at what he does on the pitch and not just, okay, so, because maybe you do, you play 89 minutes really good and then you do maybe one small mistake and then, oh, and then, oh, you know, and then start with, but uh, but yeah, he's he's a really good guy. As I remember him and, and, and a great football player. That's the nature of it though, isn't it? The like football stick. People quite often might not watch the 90 minutes. They'll just, you yeah. know, be a part of yeah. the, the banter behind the scenes yeah, exactly. of what's going you know, on. Yeah, the banter is really, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's an important thing in, in, in the UK, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, in ter- and also speaking about, of course, you as a right back and speaking about um, Andy Robertson, who's gone on to become one of the one of the greats, really. What what skill, what what was it about? Could you, could you see that he had that in him? Um, back then and and what do you respect about him particularly no i'm mean, it's it's you know it's always great to see people that you've played with uh, or know uh, go on to 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 do so well and of course he he, he showed early on his energy his uh, you know uh, his uh, discipline i would say because he was always so 100% uh, so yeah of course you could see that he was he was a really really good player uh, you know fearless uh, didn't care and with a really good left foot, but I think I think it it has something with left backs that I have in my team because if you look his 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 left back behind him is Costas Timikas and he was also with me in Olympiacos. Ah. So it's some, uh, you know it's it's something <laughs> I give them good I, I give them good composition in the training to move on. You know, no, I'm joking. That's a joke. That's a joke. You can have so, it. You can have no, it. No, no, no. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really happy to see him do so well. Absolutely. And hey, so you've just, you've signed now for Bodeglimt. Um, yes. The season, of course, is March to November. So um, it's now kind of getting getting prepared to, to play for these guys. Kettle Knutsen, the, the boss, is someone who's really respected in the UK. He's been linked with all sorts of clubs, including Rangers. How much have you worked with him so far? And, and what, do you, what do you think of him? There is many players from... Um, from both of them that I met in the national team and I've seen their level when they come to the national team. It's like they're, they're really good and really well-trained. So it says a lot about the training regime and the training program they do have uh, at Bodeglimt. Uh, and as you say, Shetik Tunchen is, is a really respected guy and, and, and with with big reasons. He showed that uh, here in Norway and also with his results in, in Europe is... Yeah, he's a man with a clear vision, and I have a, I've had a lot of talks with him before signing, and um, I'm I'm really convinced that this is going to be really good for for uh, for me and 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 both uh, uh, that we can we can uh, help each other. Fascinating talking to you because it feels like it doesn't you don't feel as though despite all that you've been through over the last twelve months, you think of yourself as basically there's been a bit of a gap, and you're going to be the same player again. Yeah, it's it's no no. I I I I think really, if you look at the games when I came back uh, after the injury, the games I did play for Galatasaray. I mean, like performance-wise, those those games for because I didn't have too many games before my injury was with Galatasaray because it was just a few months. Performance-wise, the the games I played after my injury uh, were probably better than the ones before. <laughs> if you look away, maybe maybe away from the first game where I was a little, maybe a little bit. Nervous, excited, but yeah, the without a doubt, performance-wise, <laughs> the games I played after my injury were definitely better than the ones before. So, so yeah, definitely, I'm I'm confident of, uh, and I feel good, and I feel very good. How does it feel? In what way would you compare the experience of playing now as to playing before? 
you've talked, for example, about when you were when you were blind for a period, you could hear more clearly. Do you, do you spoken about how you are savoring things a bit more and you're recognizing what a what an amazing, amazing thing it is to be able to play football at this level? Do you feel like that's having an impact on how you're playing and how you're experiencing the game? I tried to to enjoy the moment more because uh, you know when you're in your zone in your bubble you're just like you know things just goes and you're just like so focused you're so tense and then uh, you do everything you can and then it's the game and then you directly after you just think about the next game so sometimes it's sometimes you f- you really forget to enjoy the actual moment because you're so yeah because you're so focused so, so maybe that I try to enjoy the more the moment more and and besides besides that that I look cooler on the pitch now with glasses <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, but yeah, uh, that's maybe the biggest difference that I actually do wear. <laughs> that I do wear, so some glasses for protection in in this moment. So, so yeah. Okay, and so looking to the future, then um, sounds like you're committed to um, trying to be back in the in the Norway team and playing regularly internationally. Do you feel like is it, do you feel like it's fair to say Norway have underachieved? Of course, not qualifying for the World Cup in recent seasons. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like the, the the talent is there. That you you have the players, you have the coach, you have you have everything really uh, set uh, to to achieve to definitely qualify. Uh, so so yeah, I, I would say that. Uh, but it's just been this, you know, um, this bad uh, circle of not qualifying that just you know keep rolling. So we just have to break that, uh, you know, uh, and and make sure Norway becomes a, a national team that. That uh, that qualifies and 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 shows that uh, belongs to be in in the major tournaments really because if you look at uh, some of the players and I can just mention two in in the UK which had a big impact on the league with of course Aling Holland and uh, Martin Odegaard that's captain of, of of Arsenal so so just yeah just if you look at those two players and and see what else you have there you have. Uh, when if you look at in the UK, you have uh, Mohamed El Yunusi, you have you know in the Premier League you have Christopher Ayer, so you, you know you have many many good good players in 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 big leagues playing really well. So Norway has everything they need in order to 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 be able to qualify. Yeah, and any team that's got those two players, in particular that you mentioned, Odegaard and Erling Haaland, is going to get a lot of attention. What is he like to What is he like to train with? What is he like to try and defend against? How how? No, he's uh, first of all he's he's a great guy as I think everyone everyone there has gotten the impression of he's he's himself he's you know he likes to joke he likes to laugh and he's you know he's all about the banter and uh, so yeah I think he's he's he's, he's found found enough of that in in England I guess because he likes to joke also but uh, no he's he's great and as a player I I mean everyone has seen him he's he's a gold machine he's he's a beast. <laughs> he's yeah, he's he's so hungry for scoring goals, and yeah, his um, his his physique and power and finishing is yeah, it's is uh, unbelievable, really. So so it's 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 fun. It's fun to have one a player from Norway. That's one of the best uh, in the world. Could be more. You think he should have walked away with a hat trick? Yeah, I could. Uh, if you saw the Gundo right before I went off, uh, I should have been there. So, uh, but that's how it is. Steady with the language. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
Is it awesome? <laughs> <laughs> That's good language in this country. <laughs> I can understand you're excited at this point, but how much is it down to you? And as we wrap up, it is we're heading into 2023, of course, um, and we've looked ahead a little bit about your plans for the season and for the future. Do you make New Year's resolutions? What do you see this 2023 looking like for you? Um... No, I mean, I am. I'm just really looking forward to get started. I'm. I'm. I'm looking. F I want to, you know, stay injury free, just to play games, enjoy my football, and 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 uh, achieve great things. So with my team, really, you know. Yeah, and to keep benefiting from knowing that this is the greatest gift, right? Yeah. To be able to be healthy and to play. No, no, of course, of course. I mean, like to play is like you know. Uh, the greatest greatest gift but I mean like the real the real gift is to be able to, to, to have your health of course. I mean I remember uh, I remember the first time when light was coming in and I could be start seeing again and I remember how thankful I was just to be able to see the colours and I remember walking walking uh, walk with my wife through the park and I was like, Oh look because I, I normally don't come with these things. I was like, Look at those beautiful flowers and those trees and you know, just look at the colours and you know I was like so detailed about everything and she was looking at me, I was like Never come, you know, but she understood obviously why. Uh, so yeah, of course, you know that's that's of course the biggest gift of, of all for you to be able to 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 yeah to have your health in place and uh, and and to see to see the the, the beautiful world as a world as it is. And I remember also, by the way, I remember when the vision was coming back and I actually could see see with my left. I remember just grabbing my children just staring at them because <laughs> you know I was you know I was so afraid for not being able to do that so so of course that's that's the that's the biggest biggest gift of all Omar thank you so much for sharing your story with us what a story it is thank you very much for having me here it's brilliant and we're so so happy that you're doing so well and hope to see you do very very well this season thank you so much I'm so glad we were able to bring you that one just around the time of the new year because it really feels like it's one of the, those moments where we spoke to someone who's really recognising what football's all about and, you know, how to literally see the game through different eyes again and, and what it means to Omar. It's just his kids were running around a bit in the background as we were recording that and it was just so sweet to think of the moment where he must have taken them in his arms again and, and seen them clearly. What a story. I'm not sure we're going to have anything quite as extraordinary as that for you next time. But if you do know of anything or anything occurs to you, please do suggest them. I'm on at KVL Mason, or you can get us at Football Ramble. Tell us who we should chat with, ask us any questions, put forward people you think we need to have a conversation with, and we'll get them on the drop-in for you very, very soon. Can't wait to see you next time. Take care. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.